What is up, everybody? I'm George Mossy. Welcome to the George Mossy Show. Please say hello to my co-host, Dee Dee. So, Seeking Brother Husband, Season 1, Episode 5, we learned last night that there's only one additional episode to go. We're very disappointed. So I'm hoping that a Season 2 is already in production because we are definitely not ready to say goodbye to Seeking Brother Husband. So I want to jump in and talk about Mike and Elisa because this was that that big conversation that they were having with Mike's mom. And Alyssa's mom was also present, but she was much more silent during this conversation. And Mike kind of was trying to defend his relationship, defend his decisions, defend his wife's actions. And it didn't go well. Like, I mean, it, I mean, it went well in a sense, but there was a, a contradiction that took place where Mike brought up children not being a hundred percent off the table and then alisa immediately shoots him down and says oh that's a hundred percent off the table which is very counterproductive because everyone feels that alisa is calling the shots and mike is going along with it and then that outburst in itself proved exactly what everyone on the outside field is going on because mike voiced his opinion voiced how he felt and alisa immediately shot it down and said well that's not going to happen you don't get to do that I'm making the decisions. And even though he wants people to believe, he came up with this idea. He said that Elisa didn't even know about polyandry. He's the one that introduced it. It's just, it's hard to follow and buy what he's selling. Like if he was a traveling salesman, I'm not buying his vacuums, right? I'm just not doing it. There, nobody is buying it. Like, come on, Mike, seriously? I mean, dude, just get with the program here okay we already know you are not on the on board with none of this um and then you said that there um that you guys had talked about having children in the future she shut that down like real quick like uh no no children i mean why would you even want to have children with someone who is out going sleeping with other men anyway and then did we hear a confession, Mike, that you um, do not like the circumstances when you were talking to your mom? Did we hear a confession? He did say that this was not, it wouldn't have been the choice that they chose if they weren't in the situation that they were in. So basically, he said if Alisa would have never cheated on him and they weren't faced with this dilemma, they would have never changed the way that their relationship was headed, the direction and how they practiced um monogamy none of that would have changed so in a way he said this isn't my first choice of a lifestyle but this was the best choice for me to make to save my marriage so it, it kind of was a confession it was kind of saying well yeah this isn't what i really want to do but this is what i have to do and mike you don't have to do this like i don't know if anyone has ever not told you this but like you don't have to do anything like if you don't feel comfortable with your wife going out and seeing other people and dating other people you are not obligated to do this and even if you thought you could accept and live this lifestyle if you've changed your mind you have the right to change your mind you don't have to put on a strong face and pretend that it's okay when it's not because we're only human we have feelings we have needs we need to be um understood listened to we need to feel that we matter and if you maybe made a decision in the past that you can't sit with now it's okay you don't have to continue and even pretend or make it seem as though this is what you want if it's not and i hope that he is able to 
make decisions based on what he wants. Because like you said, when he brought up the fact that, well, kids are an open discussion for me. He was like, right now, it's probably not a good time, but it's an open discussion. And she said, well, it's not a discussion. We're not having the discussion. The discussion is over. It's not happening. And I don't feel like that's a, a, a positive relationship. That's not a way to handle something and shut down people's feelings. Yes, Elisa does not want children. Should she have an open conversation with him and hear his feelings? Absolutely. And I feel like that's the main issue in this relationship. Elisa listens to Elisa. She doesn't listen to Mike. She doesn't care how exactly. Mike feels. Yeah, she is the she's the one calling the shots in this marriage. I mean, they're making it so obvious. He's trying to cover everything up, you know, because nobody she he doesn't want nobody to look at her as the villain. But we already know she's the villain in in this story. Uh, she is calling all the shots, you know, and every time he speaks about it, uh, you can see that he's trying his best not to tear up about it. I mean, come on. Really? No, just, nobody's just, buying it. <laughs> I just want them to be honest with each other. And I, I get this weird feeling that when Mike is talking to Elisa, he's scared to say certain things to her. Like, I feel like he is on eggshells. He, he beats around the truth. Like, he can't say how he really feels because he feels like it could end their relationship or it could cause more drama or issues. But you can't live your life or be in a relationship where you can never actually say how you feel. You can never have your voice heard. Your feelings are valid in your relationship. And I feel like in his relationship, his feelings are being tucked away and hidden away. He can't talk about it. He can't say how he really feels. And when he brought up the fact that he wanted kids, we saw exactly how she reacted. She was like, well, no, absolutely not. Stop talking about that. I told you that's not going to happen. And I feel like that's his fear. He's like, well, when I say the wrong thing, she's going to react a certain way. And then I'm not going to be able to recover from that. Just like when she cheated, this was the ditch effort. He's like, well, I can't end this. So I'm going to come up with something to make this work. But you can't always do that. Sometimes a relationship has run its course, right? If it's run its exactly. course and you can't do anything to fix it and you don't want to compromise anymore. Sometimes compromising is too much. And I feel like the compromise that he decided for this relationship is just too much. He's not going to be able to follow through. And his mom is, just, she feels the same way. She's like, I understand what you're saying to me, but I don't agree with it. I don't support it. And I don't believe deep down that you're happy. She's like, you can tell me you're happy. You can say how you feel to me. But she was like, I know the way I raised you. And I know that you would want someone to love you fully, not just on the days when she's not with someone else. And his mom is right. She's, she, she knows him better than anyone. She knows that what he is doing and going through these motions in this relationship is not real. This is not real feelings for him. Exactly. And also, whenever they was off talking um, is what caught my attention, too, is right before they they walked back over to where everyone was, um, his mom said, I don't I don't appreciate the circumstances. And he said also, neither do I. What is that saying? What is that saying? <laughs> I mean, exactly. He needs to be true to himself. And then his mom has every right to be against this. I mean, what mother is going to want their son or daughter to be in a relationship where they're not happy? I don't care if it's with one partner or multiple partners. It doesn't matter if their child isn't happy. Of course, they're not going to support the relationship. Hands down.
I want to shift over and talk to talk about Kenya, Tiger, and Carl because the passion and intimacy has taken a downturn between Kenya and Tiger. She feels when that transition takes place, that's when she moves in a new man. And David has been the topic of that. So Tiger has been a bit uneasy about moving to a different room and letting a third husband take his position because they've been together for 10 years. And, you know, they've lived in that room together for five years. So it's it's definitely going to take a lot for him to accept that. So Carl, being the great husband, brother husband that he is, had a conversation with Kenya and kind of opened her eyes. He was like, I need you to understand Tiger's point of view, because you're always looking at from Kenya's glasses, from Kenya's point of view, from what she feels. And I feel like you need to see that a 10-year relationship should be solidified by a, a ceremony, a marriage, showing that you are not going to toss him to the side. You need to acknowledge the fact that you still love him. And even though the, the passion, as she says, has changed and that dynamic has changed, the, the love has not changed. And I think Tiger needed that reassurance. You know, he just felt like every time the idea of moving to another room or or David moving into the house or David taking his place, he was just so uneasy. He needed that reassurance. And I think Kenya being so sure of herself and so sure of what she wants, she doesn't really feel that she needs to reassure anyone. She doesn't really feel that she needs to explain her behavior to anyone. And Carl being that voice of reason is I think the best way for this relationship to work because Kenya felt like, well, there's going to be three men in her life. She has to make sure that each of them feel loved, listened, heard, understood. She needs to make sure that they all want to stay with her because she doesn't have, you know, people that have to stay with her. They want to stay with her. So in order to build that, that dynamic of three men who would want to be in a relationship with her, she had to give in. So giving in means she proposed to Tiger and she's going to give Tiger the ceremony that he so desperately needs. So how did you feel about that? Do you feel like she's doing what he asked for to appease him? Or do you really feel like she wants him to feel solidified? Where do you, where do you think the intentions are? I'm torn on that one because if you listen, you know, her and Carl, they had a really good conversation when they were out um, shopping for Tiger, um, Tiger's new room. Um, Carl did make a lot of, you know, good pointers. He I mean, he was talking about, you know, hey, look, you need to listen to to Tiger. You know, you're only thinking about yourself. You're not you know, you're thinking about your feelings. You're not even thinking about Tiger. You know, this is the only thing that Tiger is asking from you and you keep shooting it down. And you keep telling him no, 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 no. But whenever her and Tiger went to the the park, I was like, oh my gosh, is she really? Is she really gonna act? You know, like oh, really? <laughs> I was getting so excited for Tiger. And I mean, it's that was just um, I don't know. That was that was like really. I was like, oh my gosh, an ah oh, moment, you know. And then, but, but this is where I I was like, Kenya, really seriously. Before she even did all that, she jumped real quick and already, you know, told Tiger, yes, David is a potential third husband. Like, shoot him down again, why don't you? Make him feel, you know, <laughs> bad once more. But, oh, yeah, by the way, will you marry me? <laughs> I mean, well, 
you know? It did it did remind me of that um method back when I used to work in management when I had to deliver horrible bad news to someone. You start out with something positive, <laughs> then negative, then positive. She's like, Oh, I love you. We should get married. Also, I'm replacing you with David. Also, I love you. Like it was like negative, positive. And I was like, I see what she's doing there. Like she's like, by the way, this is horrible, but we're gonna get married. And this is also horrible. Now you don't live in my room. Like she kind of softened the blow. I guess, yeah. But, and I questioned like the uh, integrity of the proposal because she did it right after she spoke to Carl. She so it kind of felt like she's like, well, I need to appease Tiger. I need to make sure that I make him feel better about the situation. But does she does she want to do it? Because all season we've seen her say, I don't want to do a ceremony. I don't think she does. I really don't think. I really don't think she does. Um, she's. You know, the way her mindset is, you know, um, she doesn't have to prove anything to Tiger. She's been with him for 10 years, you know, um, and it's, she's wanting to move on to another relationship. But, you know, thank goodness Carl talked her into doing it because that's the only thing that Tiger wanted was just a reassurance. Now, why he thinks this is going to be a reassurance, I have no idea. I mean, even married people get divorced every day. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I think this isn't going to fix the way he feels. Those feelings of being replaced and, and being pushed aside aren't going to change with a ceremony. It, it makes it sound like it may, but once he gets that ring on his finger and the ceremony done and they have the photos, he's still going to feel that way. Because like you said, if, that, if David moves into the house, those feelings are only going to intensify. They're not going to go... It, it's going to get worse because he's going to even feel because he doesn't have to physically see him with him being in NYC and then being in Atlanta. He doesn't have to see him every day. He knows he exists. But if he was to move into the house, those feelings are only going to intensify and he's going to feel even more like he's being pushed aside. So oh, the, yeah. the ceremony is great, but it's not really going to change anything. It's not going to make those feelings subside. It's been too long, a decade with her and only having this year with one other person. And she and Carl aren't really intimate anymore. He felt like he was in a monogamous relationship this whole time. So that's that's going to yeah. be the hardest part is seeing her with someone else and you being no longer that person. I think that is going to be the hardest issue. It is. That is. And especially whenever it comes to, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do their their family, how they're going to do it. Um, but whenever it's her turn to stay in the room with David, that's really going to hit, you know, that's really going to hit Tiger. Right now, he doesn't have to see David every day, but eventually, whenever she moves David in, it's going to be every single day, and he's going to have to share her all the time, and I don't think he's ready. All right, guys, we've run <laughs> out of time. We've run out of time. We're going to come back with part two and talk about the rest of the polyamorous couple situations. All right, guys, I'm George Mossy. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com, anywhere you get your podcast. Um, make sure you're following my co-host, DD2. Her links are right here at the bottom. This is the George Mossy Show. We'll talk to you guys really soon.